welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am your host, and I am very happy to be joined, as always, by my co-host and partner in crime, the Fulham Flyer, the Shawangunk Express. He is the Max King to my Max von Sydow. Phil Vondra, welcome back to the Pain Cave. Great to great to be here again, and uh, you know I love these uh, these little uh, rhymes that you make up at the beginning. I, I believe you could well be the poet laureate of ultra running. We're gonna need to make that official at some point. That sounds great. How much does that pay? Nothing. Oh, it's great. It's artistic expression. You know, the world is lucky to have it. Uh, yes, I'm bequeathing this on everybody else. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Phil, we're super psyched today to be joined uh, this race week, this Western States race week by a multiple time top 10 finisher at Western States and one of the favorites in this year's race, Nike athlete, Brittany Peterson. Brittany, welcome to the Pain Cave. Hey, thanks for having me. We are very excited to have Brittany on for our famous 20 questions episode. But before we do, Phil, what are we drinking tonight? Well, I, uh, it's race week for me. So I'm in a bit of a taper mode. You know, I, my, uh, my body is, uh, is a temple and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I'm going with a kombucha this evening. And uh, I think I found a kombucha where they've combined the three least likely ingredients that you could ever get in a kombucha. It is made by Synergy. It's a raw kombucha. It's a special edition. It says it's a summer edition, but I feel it could be more of an April 1st edition. Uh, it's cherry, coconut, and lemongrass. So oh. quite the combination. I was thinking that, uh, you know, maybe uh, sort of garlic, peas, and banana might have been better. But uh, let's <laughs> let's see what we got here. Anyway. Uh, I, I apologize. This is in the 105 episodes of the show, I think, the first time we haven't had an actual oh. beer. Uh, because I, I am, <laughs> I hate to say this, but that's actually quite good. Is it really? It is. I have no idea. I think predominantly it's because all I can taste is a cherry. <laughs> but uh, okay, yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's okay. quite worrying. Anyway. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize in advance for for the, this dereliction mm. of duty on our part. Oh, actually, no, it's not good. Now it tastes plasticky. <laughs> um, yeah, somewhere between awful and good. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it with Brittany. It is so good to have you here. And we've been wanting to have you on for a long time. So this is really great. And, and we're especially thankful that you took time out of your race week to talk with our silly old show. And let's let's actually start there. We're going to do a 20 questions episode today. But before we get into that, I did want to talk a little bit about the race coming up. How are you feeling? How's preparation going and everything else? Yeah, I mean, training block was super good. Um, you know, obviously now I'm in taper, so naturally everything feels like crap, <laughs> which is always a good sign, right? So that's the normal okay, taper. Yeah, so, I love it. Yeah. Uh, just had my final tune-up uh, chiropractic visit, and everything's good. So I, I know that my body is where it needs to be, and hopefully I'll have legs on race day. Awesome. So – uh, as we alluded, you, you finished uh, fourth in this race last year in 2021. You were second the previous time the race was run in 2019. How does the experience of preparing for this race change coming in as one of the favorites versus beforehand being somebody maybe a little bit less known? Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting, I guess, progression from year to year because, you know, 2019, I was just terrified and then AJW called me out as the dark horse pick, which, you know, was just this, like, it was the only person kind of outside of my bubble that maybe identified me as a potential podium finisher or right. top 10 finisher. Um, so, I mean, that just like 
I don't know, gave me some of that confidence, but it was other than that, it was just like completely, you know, a nobody essentially. And then that race really turned into maybe my first race experience where like people were cheering for me by name and everyone was so excited. And like that environment was just insane. And then last year, you know, so 2020 didn't happen. So then it comes to 2021, you know, and here I'm like, you know, get having people like ask for autographs and so many people coming up and saying like, we're cheering for you. And then of course the I run far polls and all that stuff, like where I'm coming out towards the top. And it's just a totally different thing, which brings, you know, tons of pressure. Um, but it's, is something I'm really mindful of, of like, okay, try to stay off of social media, you know, try to stay away from like all these podcasts. Like you can just go down a <laughs> rabbit hole and just waste so much energy where right. it's like, I'm just chilling, laying by the pool and keeping my legs up, listening to a book, you know, so just trying to, trying to stay out of that as much as I can. Cause it's fun, but it's, you know, I want to be able to stay focused and, and not, not succumb to pressure, I suppose. Yeah. It seems like that could be a real, I mean, you can only go into a race like this with, I think, so much emotional uh, and mental reserve, right? And you don't want to, you certainly don't want to let that go, you know, in a positive or a negative way before the race. So, yeah, I think it, it's got to be hard to stay kind of isolated, but maybe not isolated, but at least, uh, right, <laughs> kind of not paying too yeah. much attention to it, not getting too high or low in the, in the days beforehand. I, yep. You know, we, we've talked to a bunch of athletes about this sort of phenomenon around UTMB as well, and some have speculated that, you know, it's that's that's why the American men in particular suffered so badly over there is because of these kind of race week demands on your time. Are you feeling that at all in Olympic Valley this week? Because, you know, things have been getting more and more, um, you know, built up over the years uh, at the start there. Are, are you there already and, and feeling that or are you, you staying completely removed? I am out of the area, so I'm just outside of Sacramento. So Cody has family out here, so. We are able to, I mean, right now it just feels like we're hanging out at his grandparents' house. His mom yeah. is here. My crew is up in Tahoe just touring around. I haven't met up with them yet. Um, so I think, I mean, we'll get to Olympic Valley here as obligations kind of become more prevalent. Right. Um, probably starting like tomorrow evening. But, I mean, I have an Airbnb kind of tucked off the main drag and just hopefully trying to find balance because it, it is something where there are certainly things that you have to do. And, and I think there is that element of bringing the excitement, but then at the same time, like keeping those things in check to not waste energy or, yeah. I mean, I was around Jim at UTMB and it's just, he gets barraged. It's just insane. Right. Right. And like you say, part of you, you, you might feel some sort of responsibility. I mean, certainly to your sponsors and those obligations, but also just right to the sport to, to contribute to a big scene and to, you know, like you say, bring in the excitement uh, surrounding the race and that, that, that helps everybody. And it's good for the sport in general, but um, yeah, I could see that being a real, uh, how do you compartmentalize that? Is there, do you have a mental way of framing it that, that allows you to kind of keep that an ar arm's length or is it just, you kind of just let it kind of flow as it goes? Yeah, probably just kind of letting it flow as it goes. But I, I mean, I, I practice mindfulness and meditation and stuff like that to try to just if I'm feeling, you know, amped up with pressure or worry or anxiety, like thinking about how's the race going to unfold, it's, you know, it's you, control what you can control. You cannot control right. any of that. And you can problem solve when you're in the moment because I've done so in the past. So it's, it's trusting and just not getting hung up in all of those what ifs. And so I use, I use whatever like meditation and stuff to just kind of distract and refocus on, you know, just being okay with where I'm at right now. Right. 
Cool. Um, you know, we don't want to take you out of that mindset. We don't want to get you too wrapped up in the race coming up. So we'll, we'll try and just do some silly stuff. But I do want to ask you, how do you think the race will play out? Do you, you know, maybe give us a little hint about, you know, who you expect to be kind of taking it out or where, where, how you kind of envision yourself running the race or positioning yourself during the, during the early stages? Um, I mean, there's definitely some speedy women where, my style is, you know, I always say like, I can't run any faster in the beginning. I feel like it takes my body a little bit to get warmed up, which is maybe like this innate protective measure for these hundred milers where like, I'm not the first person up to the escarpment. I never will be. Cause I probably couldn't be <laughs> even if I wanted to be. But, um, so, I mean, I, like Cody and I've talked about this where, you know, where will I be come Michigan bluff? I don't know. I mean, hopefully in the top 10, but at that point it really doesn't even matter. Right. Um, because it just really depends on what everyone else does because I mean, that first, you know, 50 plus miles is really just try to ignore what's going on and just make sure you're taking care of yourself and running within your means to then be able to run hard at the end of the race. So really, I mean, I just, I don't know what to expect because there's a lot of really smart racers, you know, that I, I guess you can always hope like, okay, someone's going to go out hard and blow up, but that didn't happen last year. I mean, there were some really right. strong finishes despite some fast finishes. So you just never know what's going to happen. Right, right. Um, you've closed very, very strongly both last year and in 2019. 2019 particularly, um, you know, you got you wound up catching up to Claire, who had been leading for quite some time. And you guys had a real battle over the last <laughs> few miles. Um, take us just through a little bit of your memories from the last kind of 15 miles of that race and uh, how you've learned from that and, and, you know, how that informed your, your approach to the race last year and again this year. Yeah, I think, you know, I keep reflecting on that year was there was actually snow in the high country. And then last year there was no snow. And then this year there will be no snow. So it's you can run so much faster in the beginning. And I think, you know, because in my opinion, it's like I didn't close as well last year, but I also wasn't in like the immediate chase. Right. Um, you know, where obviously 2019 was like, I kept getting these, you know, times of she's within 10 minutes. And, and then I had Cody who is an excellent pacer that can just destroy me, um, where I just kind of tucked in and did what Cody said. I think like kind of funny. Cause in 2019, it's like, I mean, in any case, like I, the thing I don't want is like a sprint at the end. I always dread like, what if you're neck and neck on the track or, you know, whatever. And so that was like even worse than the tracks. It's not just a sprint finish. It's, you know, you have six more miles to battle this person. Um, yeah. So I think in my mind, like as I was chasing Claire, you know, following Cody from Green Gate to the quarry, basically, um, or Highway 49, mm -hmm. you know, and the, I was doing what Cody said and I knew we were moving well and I was, you know, working um, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's okay if we don't catch her. I don't know if I want to catch her. And then, you know, we see her and I'm like, oh, crap, game on. Here it is. You know, but so and then I learned, you know, as she burned me on that downhill out of pointed rocks, just like, okay, I have a better strategy now if I get into that situation of I have to be thinking ahead and like, where is your move or when are you going to like attack? Right. Otherwise, it's just going to you're going to see it slip away. Yeah. Some, I, I think we forget in, in ultras how important tact tactics can be in that sort of situation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I think when you run somebody down like that, you kind of just feel like once you make the pass, the pass is going to stick because like, that, that's always what happens. And when it doesn't, then you're just like, right, <laughs> what do I do now? Exactly. I mean, yeah, I just 
I mean, when I you when you today. caught her, you could not have expected the resistance that you got. I know. I mean, that's Cody and I have talked about. It. He's like nine times out of ten, that person would be so demoralized that you would just go passive, but not Claire, which is what <laughs> I love about her. But yeah, she's tough as nails. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that was a great battle. I think AJW called that the greatest uh, Western States finish of all time, and it's probably right. Um, yeah. So uh, this time, I think uh, none of us would be surprised if you come out on the on the front end of that one, but. Um, all right, we're, we're not going to take up too much of your time because, again, it is race week and, A, you need your rest, but uh, you also don't need us yammering about, uh, you know, getting you all emotionally fired up and everything else. So we're going to do our 20 questions, which is a gimmick that we like to play with guests who have, you know, like yourself, probably been on every single podcast out there and are getting around to ours finally, which is great. But uh, we don't want to bore you with the same old questions that you've already answered 100 times. But we do want to have some stuff that, uh, you know, we can kind of learn from the best athletes in the sport and see if there's some things that we can, you know, identify that you guys kind of all do similarly or some people do differently or, you know, kind of take away a few tr uh, tricks of the trade for, for ourselves. So you can go as, as long or as short as you like on any of these answers and uh, we'll, we'll have uh, hopefully a good time. All right. All right. Phil, you want to get us started? Why not? Why not? Um, okay. What is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you at Ultra? Oh man, most, oh, okay, this, it wasn't in a race, but in 2019, I went to the Memorial Day training camps, mm -hmm. and there's all this snow up high, and so we were just in this long chain coming out of Robinson Flat, so I'm like, Cody's behind me, Hayden Hawks was in front of me, and I don't know what happened, but like, the, the train stopped, and I slipped on snow and I basically face planted into Hayden's butt. <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> probably, probably, probably not good at any time, but after a long run, even worse. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, and then, you know, here I feel like this nobody that's maybe like waiting for her breakout moment and I embarrassed myself. There it was. That was, that was your breakout. I'm sure. I was memorable. I, I was going to say, I'm sure Hayden yeah. hasn't forgotten who you are. That's, that's, a, that's definitely a way to quote-unquote make an impression i guess um okay uh how often do you take a rest day generally once a week oh you're on the uh the swap plan as we like to call it oh yeah <laughs> monday's off all right um who inspires you oh man let's see so i forget one of the times i was trying to like figure out my mantra or or something. And I, I think I read a book where it was somebody had combined and came up with their alter ego. And I had, I think it was Courtney DeWalter. I tried to make up a name and I forget what it was, but Courtney DeWalter, um, Eden Nielsen and Megan Kimmel. And I combined and looks like those were my, my alter ego, like superstar women that inspired me. Nice. Cool. <laughs> uh, what is your bucket list race? Oh, let's see. So, I mean, at this point, like I keep kind of going back to similar races where I want to get to a point of like going back to seeing new places. And I know, I mean, especially, I guess, with Western States, Lavaredo every year has been right. out of the question. And I know that that is just a grueling, beautiful race that I would like to do yeah. someday. Yeah, that's that's on my list for sure. Not a race that I would <laughs> do it doesn't doesn't fit my my skill set at all. But uh, man, I would love to do that race. What a beautiful area! Oh, and you you travel there without your running shoes as well. You'd have your boat shoes again. Most likely, most I mean, likely. Yeah, we went running once and uh, on really technical trails, 
he forgot his running shoes, but had his boat shoes with him. Oh, no. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. He lasted about three day. miles and went back to the car. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your favorite trail? So favorite trail is probably just my hometown trails in Minnesota, the Superior Hiking Trail. Um, just because it's, it's places, obviously it's special because Cody and I did the FKT on it, but, um, just, it reminded me so much of half of my childhood and maybe where my love for the outdoors and trails really developed. Right. So that's, and, and people on the West coast don't understand that Midwest can have some pretty brutal trails as well. Yeah. Cool. What is your go-to post-race meal? Post-race meal. Um, I would say most of the time it is a burger. Yeah. Get a little protein, get a little fat. That's good for you. Good and stuff. Fries, fries and milkshake. Hard to beat. Milkshake, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Oh. Um, I think my go-to answer, because I, I don't really know current, but I love the movie Liar, Liar with Jim Carrey <laughs> when I was growing up. Yeah, so right. That's a, that's a classic. He was, he was just... In those years, his movies were just on a roll, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was just yeah. making great movies. That's that's a good one. Uh, what's your favorite race? Favorite race? Oh, that one's so hard because there's so <laughs> many good ones. You don't. Um, you're not going to offend anybody. No one's listening. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we have eight uh, listeners. I mean, a few people. Then maybe I would say. I loved the Tromso Sky Race in Norway. So Northern yeah. Norway, super technical, just absolutely beautiful um, scenery. And then it's just, again, it's a home away from home, like Scandinavian country. Northern Minnesota is a lot of that. So it just makes me feel really at home. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, I have a friend that went to that race and he said, you know, it basically starts in town right on the level of the water. And then yep. like climbs, like massive climbs. He said it was like, and crazy technical. It is incredibly technical where it's, yeah, it's, but it's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Cool. All right. Your turn, Phil. All right. Uh, so do you have a coach? Uh, Andy Jones Wilkins is my coach. Oh, cool. How long has right. that, well, how long has that been going on? States. Has that um, been for a long time? Not, we, we just transitioned last fall. Oh, okay. Awesome. Couldn't ask for a better coach or a better uh, mentor to prepare you for Western States. That's for sure. Totally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is the toughest race you've ever run? Oh, gosh. Well, because huh. it's like, okay, 100 miles are so tough. But yeah, Trump just by the nature of it. Like 15,000 feet of vert where I remember like the last wall of a mountain that I needed to climb and I've already done so many vertical feet like I don't know I'm gonna ugh, toughest race I've ever done I mean there is nothing of like how you feel when you finish western states and how much that takes out especially like the, the hot year yeah I just feel like that is a different that's a game changer right right hard for a different reason yes yeah all right. Uh, what motivates you when things start to suck? Uh, what motivates me? <laughs> I mean, most of the time it's really just like getting to the finish line um, so that I can stop. But I think also, I mean, just I know like last year when I watched the golden hour and just thought like saw and witnessed how many 
people were just beaming to get on that track. Um, I, I think it's just, it's the people out there that are, I mean, out there forever and just overcoming all sorts of things. So I try to channel just, you know, like I'm fortunate and there are so many adversities out there. Like I'm choosing to do this. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I love the gold now. I mean, we, Jay and I did the Yeti 100 last, last September and the gold now there is just amazing. I mean, there was a guy that came in, you know, he was in an accident and got some, some damage with his brain damage, I think. And yeah. oh, yeah. uh, he runs with a yep. stroller and his story oh. was like amazing. Was it David yeah. Green? I think he's done um, Western States like 10 times, right? Or yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know if he's he 10. has to run with a stroller uh, now for balance. Tom, Tom Green. Yeah. Tom Green. Yeah. yeah. I think the, just the first finisher amazing. of the Grand yeah. Slam. Yeah. yeah. He came yeah. in with uh, just a few minutes to spare. That was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. What celebrity do you wish would follow you on Instagram? Uh, <laughs> well, I remember uh, Kara Goucher did like one of my posts. Oh, oh like, that's oh, pretty my good. Gosh. Yeah. That's she pretty good. She didn't right? follow me, but she <laughs> liked a post. So, I mean, I, I felt pretty cool at that point. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty cool if Shalane followed me. That'd be cool. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Yes. We'll see if we can make that happen. <laughs> All right. <thanks. laughs> um, if you could compete in any non-running sport in the Olympics, what would it be? Um, in the Olympics? Yeah. You're not allowed to make up sports as well, like you know, <laughs> underwater ping pong. I'll say, okay, I'm, I'm a Minnesotan. I'm going to say curling. Nice. Oh, nice. Curling nice. class in high school. So, yeah. yeah. We've, we've had a couple of people say that. That just, that just looks like a good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, it's it just looks like fun. Summer, right? I mean, just, I, I definitely do that. I'd be working the broom and I'd kick one of the other stones <laughs> out of the way. I'm like, that's just a skill in itself, you know? Yeah, right. Not getting disqualified would be my main aim. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. What is your favorite beer? Favorite beer? Um, I had one that was from a local brewery, but they stopped making it, and it's been really sad since mm. then. Because um, that one, it was a hazelnut brown ale, and it was amazing. Oh wow! Yeah. So now, any anything Sierra Nevada is pretty awesome. Okay, good. Cool. Um, if you had to race dressed in a costume, what would it be? Um. I well, so I raced Havelina last year, and I really wanted to dress up in a costume, but I also didn't want to like screw around in a hundred mile race. <laughs> so I dressed up as the yellow runner, so Sally McRae, Sally McRae because sure. I wore my singlet and yellow socks, and <laughs> I thought that was uh. <laughs> but I mean, I, you got to wear like maybe the sumo costume or something. That would be way cooler. That'd be good. Yeah, a lot of wind resistance on that though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it wasn't exactly practical. Yeah, I mean, you'll be running like a 19 hour and they'd be like, oh, you would have been like 15 hours if you'd had like a skin suit on. Yeah. A skinny superhero or something. What, <laughs> what's the worst injury you've ever had? Oh, man, I I, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in the sense that I haven't had like a lot of stress fractures or anything like that, but I have a lot of overuse injuries that I feel like every time I'm dealing with something where like I get rotated and then hips off and then it's just, I, my mechanics are all shot. Mm. I always wish, you know, like, well, if it was only, you know, the six to eight weeks of a bone healing, that'd right. be awesome. Right. But I feel like I always get like the really 
frustrating, I guess, tricky injuries that it takes someone to really look at your alignment to figure out. And then it takes a long time to fix it. Right. And then you're on the roller coaster of it happens all the time. Right. Right. And even if, even if it's right, like not the most serious injury in the world, it, it gets to be kind of the most detrimental. That's interesting that you say that. I don't think anyone's ever kind of brought that up before, but I, I kind of had the same response. Like, right. I've had a stress fracture in the past. So that's always my go-to like, oh, that's my worst injury. I had a stress fracture. But honestly, I mean, right. That cost me two months and then I was running later and it never bothered me again. Whereas, you know, you get Achilles, you know, I'm dealing with an Achilles, dealing with a knee thing. And it's just, you know, years of, of just annoying. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting perspective. Well, especially when you can run through it. Like I've had right. plenty of injuries that it's like I can run. It's just not fun because I, I hurt right. and I'm inefficient, so I can't run fast. And so it's like, you know, you're not running to your potential, but I don't have a broken bone like I can run. Right. Yeah. I just need to right now mechanics and probably fix some asymmetries and strength, which right. really sucks. <laughs> Right, exactly. I think I need to get my asymmetries checked. That could be a huge problem. For I me. think that's been your underlying problem all along. <laughs> I'm definitely uh, all over the place. All right. Um, what is your go-to karaoke song? Um, I, that is a dream of mine to be confident enough to do it, or brave enough to do it. But Shania Twain, any man of mine. All right. <laughs> Sounds like this is something that's been on your mind. I like this. This is uh, you are pretty pretty confident about your karaoke song. Yeah, a friend of mine did it at her bachelorette party, and she rocked it. And then I felt like, oh, my dream was just stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna have to do it better. Start a get your competitive spirit fired up. Yeah, you have to do it acapella style. Oh, oh, that's worse. That's much worse. (laughs) Um, All right, I'll ask the easy one. Technical trail or buttery single track? I'm starting to question that for myself. Ooh. Track I've been doing better at, but. uh, Okay, I still like technical trail. You're a technical trail runner at heart. You're a woman after Phil's heart, for sure. Definitely. That's that's the the more technical, I mean. It is nice to move fast, get it over and done with quickly, you know, sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like if you can actually handle and gracefully do technical trail, that is pretty beautiful too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The problem with me, it's, uh, it's graceful until I'm like plastered all over the trail <laughs> and I'm yeah. like limping out with a broken, twisted <laughs> contusion of something. <laughs> then Shoulder it's not fun in games. And I can make it down a scree field and then I fall on pavement, like going to <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've had that happen to me trip on a paving slab somewhere and you're like i run technical trail all the time and like you hit a a a little sticky uppy paving slab all right um who would play you in a movie based on your life oh um who would play me somebody told me that i looked like the mary kate and ashley olsen twins (laughs) I mean, maybe that's my doppelganger. So, yeah, okay, they could they could play me. Good, perfect. All right. I don't know what they're – I haven't seen them around recently. I'm not yeah, sure what yeah. they're up to. Well, yeah, maybe, like, go back before all the cosmetic surgeries, I think. Yeah. No. This could be the thing that revives their career, though, maybe. It's starring in the Britney Peterson show, movie. Big Western States movie coming out in a couple of years or next year. But, yeah, they need to change a little bit, I think. <laughs> 
last one, Brittany. What is the best or most recent concert you've you've been to? Either the best ever or the just if, if you can't pick one, the most recent concert you've seen. Um. Let's see. Well, okay. I'll say Trampled by Turtles, which is like a little bluegrassy band that originated from Duluth, Minnesota. Nice. Where I saw them in their hometown before they got like crazy big. So that was pretty awesome. That's great. I, you nice. got you to gotta love it when, you're, when you catch them before they really hit it, right? Yeah. I think that's all we got, Brittany. Thanks so much for tolerating our weird, stupid questions and giving us so much of your time in, you know, a, a huge week for you. And uh, I can't wait to see how it plays out on Saturday. Yeah, the, the distraction is nice. And thanks for dealing with my technical difficulties. <laughs> no problem well, at all. We Best made, of luck. We made it happen. It was good. Yeah. So right. good ultra running spirit there. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, we can't wait to see it. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being on. And yep. uh, good luck on uh, Saturday. Thanks to everyone for listening. Until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up. The years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. Happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a roof above my head. I'm not jaded, just been faded like a good old pair of jeans. Rusted like a proud old car that's drove a little too far and seen too much rain. But long ago, as a child, I look about the night sky in wild wonderment. And ride the bus and feel upset to think of all the years I'd have to go through there. I was still young. I was still young.